the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. No, I, I personally am not. Do you need their help to remain in leadership? No, um... If five if five Republicans go with Democrats, then I'm out. So it's what it's it's whether probably so. This is a bit of a complex piece of. All right, uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Just a little while ago, Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, giving us an update on where things stand right now. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. We are in breaking news mode. And our team is uh, is keeping an eye on what's happening right now up on Capitol Hill. Uh, the question really of the day, should Kevin McCarthy be removed as Speaker of the House? And there's, there's, there's a lot of debate, a lot of scuttlebutt. Uh, there are a lot of conservatives that are on either side of this issue right now. And many people believe that Matt Gates has overstepped here and that he's doing nothing but garnering attention for himself, and uh, this is going to create one big uh, heck of a mess. Well, I would contend that we already have one big heck of a mess. And at this point, I would ask Mr. Gates, and if if he's able to muster five Republican votes here, if, if we could get those people together and ask a very simple question, and we're going to be talking to one of those individuals in the next hour of the program, Congressman Eric Burleson, the question is very simple. Okay, what is your plan? Who, if, if it's not McCarthy, who is your guy? And what guarantees do you have that your guy is going to follow through and do what the voters demanded that Republicans do? I mean, it really is. I mean, it really is that simple. It's, it's like a, it's like a Sesame Street episode. It really is that simple. So this, so today during the show, um, I want to hear from you. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on this because again, people are, are divided right down the middle here. I know, uh, Mark Levin, the great one is enraged, enraged at Gates and, uh, basically accusing Gates of colluding with the Democrats to take out, to take out McCarthy. And Levin is saying that McCarthy is, is a rock solid true conservative. Well, I, I would sincerely disagree with that assessment. It seems to me that Kevin McCarthy is nothing more than an opportunist. But that being said, what's the plan from the other side? And that's the problem I've got with Republicans. They're all talking no action. and They never have a plan. I mean, going back to the days of, of Obamacare, the Republicans never came up with an alternative plan. They, they talked a good talk. They throw a great hearing. Let me, let me stop right here. 
if if the if HGTV was going to do a series, you know how they do the fixer upper shows and all that kind of stuff. If they were going to do a series on how to throw a great committee hearing, I'm telling you, Jim Jordan, those guys, they would be great host. But the problem is there's no follow through. They hold the hearings, but nobody ever gets charged. Nobody gets impeached. Nobody gets fired. Nothing ever happens. And I think that a lot of people out there are just frustrated. You know, they, they want to support the conservatives up on Capitol Hill. They want to support the Republicans. But every single time, I mean, it's not like this is some sort of an anomaly. This like every single time. So my question to the to the renegades, to the revolutionaries, whoever these these five Republicans are, and by the way, he may not be able to get five. I, I think he's going to, but he may not be able to. But my question to the five would, okay, what is your plan? And who is your guy? Now, if Matt Gates comes along and says, well, Chip Roy is our pick, all you know what's going to break loose because Chip Roy is a, is a Ron DeSantis man. He's a never-Trumper. So the question for you, ladies and gentlemen, are the Republicans, is Matt Gates doing the right thing here? It's really Matt Gates against the world is where we're at right now. And I'm not sure that Matt Gates is doing this for the good of the people as much as he's doing it for Matt Gates. But look, everybody on Capitol Hill's got an ego. No doubt about that. So we're going to be taking your calls on this. What do you think? Should Speaker McCarthy lose his job? 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, again, a lot of moving parts, breaking news, and we're going to we're just going to go with the flow today. Uh, by the way, Bill O'Reilly's going to be here a little bit later on to talk about his new book. But let me say this to all the Republicans, and I don't care if you're a rhino or establishment or if you're a conservative or America for you, it doesn't matter. This just goes for everybody, the entire Republican Party. Hear me on this. We sent you to Capitol Hill to get spending under control, and you haven't done that. Now, there are lots of other issues, and I'm a social conservative. I have a lot of issues that I want my lawmakers to address. But chief among them is a very simple thing. It's something called, and again, brace yourself for this, and I know this is going to trigger a lot of Republicans out there. It's called fiscal responsibility. Don't spend more than you got in your bank account. So how how is it that it's so difficult for the Republicans to, to grasp this concept? And I will say this. And look, I believe that Speaker McCarthy should be removed, and here's the reason why. He did not deliver on his promises. And if we don't start holding these Republicans accountable somewhere, they're going to keep breaking the promises. But if we're going to continue to spend money like drunk Democrats, if we are going to spend more money to protect Ukraine's border than America's border, and I'm talking to you Republicans out there, if you're going to do that, Kevin McCarthy's not going to be the only guy without a job in 2024. I'm just... I want to be as real as I can possibly be. You people screw this up again, and you're out of there. I, I, I think you're going to have a very difficult time getting conservatives to get out there and vote. So here's Congressman Matt Gates uh, yesterday after our show ended. Uh, let's uh, play cut five. From what for what purpose does the does the gentleman from Florida now seek recognition? 
Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. The gentleman will state the form of his resolution. Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant, resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. And then there was a lot of laughter. People were laughing at him, mocking him. Look, you can do what you want to do here, but this is serious business. And and I would like to think that maybe Matt Gates, in his heart of hearts is doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do and not because it's Matt Gates wanting to do, be the next governor of Florida. I don't know. I can't see inside his heart. I do not know. But I do know this, that Kevin McCarthy gave lawmakers the entire month of August off when they knew what was coming. Cut number 15. I think the die is cast based on the motion I just filed. I think the time for that discussion would have been over the last several weeks. But instead, we we saw the speaker continuing. To, I mean, the speaker did not just fail to remediate the breach of the agreement with the, he made with us in January. He accelerated the instances of breach. Like after I laid out the breach, he went and violated the 72 hour rule. After I laid out the breach, he violated the 100 million uh, no amendment suspension rule. So he, he seems to, to be reverting to the very unfortunate muscle memory of Washington, D.C., that has put our nation atop a $33 trillion debt that has led to you know, $2 trillion annual deficits in our near future, and the rapid global de-dollarization of the economy. When you look at the BRICS system, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're moving away from the dollar. And just in August, they added six new countries, including G20 country uh, economies in the Western Hemisphere and Gulf monarchies. Uh, moreover, you've see, you saw U.S. News say that the number one economic trend of 2023 is de-dollarization globally. This worries me. You all get all worked up that there's going to be some uncomfortable, chaotic moment that I'll feel pressure from conservatives or Democrats or whomever. I feel the judgment of history. I feel the weight of that. I worry that when the history books are written about this country going down, that my name is going to be on the board of directors here. And if this country's going down and if we're losing the dollar, I am going down fighting. And I don't care if that means fighting Republicans, Democrats, the Uniparty, the leadership, the PACs, the lobbyists. I've had it. I've been here seven years. We don't have a budget. We haven't had one since the mid-90s. I am through with it. I apologize for using that word, but the only path forward here is to have single subject spending bills that can be reviewed, amended, considered. And I think that is the responsible way that our legislatures all over this country operate for good reason. Mr. Speaker, how many Republicans do you have with you in the House? How do you respond to Kevin McCarthy's claim that this is payback for an ethics investigation? I am the most investigated man in the United States Congress. I have been cleared by the FBI, the DOJ, the Federal Elections Commission by a 5-0 vote. It seems that the Ethics Committee's interest in me waxes and wanes based on my relationship with the Speaker. I believe that Speaker McCarthy is trying to signal to the Ethics Committee to pursue me. When I gave my Sunday interviews yesterday, indicating that I intended to file this motion to vacate Speaker McCarthy, hours did not pass before Republicans and members of the Ethics Committee were backgrounding reporters that they wanted to expel me from the United States Congress for bringing a motion to vacate under the rules that we negotiated in January after Kevin McCarthy broke his word. They want to expel me for Congress from that. So, you know what? I'm built for the battle. I face down tougher than these folks, and I'll do it again. All right, there you go. That's uh, that's Matt Gates yesterday, late last night.
uh, before the carjacking. We're going to get to that in a little while. So, so look, I, I, you know, I hear Gates, and everything he says is is accurate. Everything he said, the Republicans should have done, and they did not do. But the question now is, okay, so what? What is if you're going to boot McCarthy? What is Plan B? And maybe you folks out there have a recommendation for what Plan B might be. And I'm going to, I'm just going to share the dirty little secret here. There is no Plan B. They don't have a Plan B because the Republicans never have a Plan B. But I'm curious, what do you think Plan B ought to be? If it's not McCarthy, who is it? 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. We're going to your calls coming up next. Since President Biden's first day in office, his administration has pushed policies that embrace abortion on demand, silence free speech, and even redefine what it means to be male and female. Join with the Alliance Defending Freedom and be a champion for freedom today. You can help hold the Biden administration and all government officials accountable to the law. ADF is on the front lines challenging this administration's unconstitutional actions in courtrooms, legislatures, and the public square. But they can't do it without your help. Just $19 a month will fuel the fight to protect our freedoms. Visit ToddStearns.com. That's ToddStearns.com. And click the Champion for Freedom banner. Pledge your monthly gift of $19 or more to ADF or give your most generous one-time gift. And thanks to a friend of ADF, your first gift will be matched while funds last. Visit ToddStearns.com or call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. So uh, all through the program, we're going to provide you a running total. Matt Ga- or again, Matt Gates needs five votes, five Republicans rather. All the Democrats have to go on board with this now. So the Democrats cannot jump ship. So if all the Democrats vote to remove Kevin McCarthy, uh, you're going to need five Republicans. Right now, we have two that we know of: Matt Gates and Tim Burchett from Tennessee, who um, just announced on Twitter. That he's going to be, he's going to be a no vote as well. He will vote to vacate the chair. So anyway, um, we want to know from you, uh, who would you like to see if it's not going to be McCarthy? And by the way, should he lose his job? And if he should, who do you want to see replace him? Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Let's uh, start today in Silver Springs, Maryland. Let's go to Victor. You know, Victor, I'm surprised um, that Gavin Newsom didn't pick you to be the next senator from California. Oh, I wouldn't qualify. Um, anyhow, um, my pick for Speaker of the House, and boy, would I love to see Dave Ramsey in there. Boy, he would uh, <laughs> fix the fit, uh, budget in a hurry. Wow. You know, he Can could. Can you imagine him telling the uh, how, uh, members of the House, "We're gonna, you're going to eat beans and rice, rice and beans. Only time I want to see you in a restaurant is if you're working there. Wow, I I love this idea, Victor. You may have stumbled onto something. Dave Ramsey, I um I I really liked him. Um he helped my late fiance get out of a bad situation where she owed um a lot of money on three credit cards and I told her I said, "Look, you start and pay off the smallest credit card, then the next smallest, and then the biggest one last. And uh, she f- listened to what I had to say, and she managed to get out of debt. 
Well, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that story, Victor. And I love the idea, Dave Ramsey, uh, for Speaker of the House. I I think he could get our our country's financial house in in order. Uh, maybe take the entire Congress through financial peace. All right, Victor. Appreciate that call. Uh, thank you for listening. Let's go to William in North Carolina. William, what's on your mind? Well, I second that. A guy out of Florida, Dave Ramsey, maybe, but I don't know. You know, right now we just need to keep Kevin where he's at because outside of that, we just don't really have no other choice in the matter. If Matt's um, raising so much of a ruckus, then maybe he needs to step in that seat. But, yeah, good luck to that because it's going to take more than one to fight them Democrats, as Kevin McCarthy will be the first one to tell you that. But, yeah, he hasn't stand up to them too much. Um, he's actually folded, um, not once, but three times now. But, yeah, for right now, we just got to keep Kevin where he's at. I just don't know what other choice we have. All right. So so you're saying, you know, yeah, he's a lousy rat, but we got at least we know we've got a lousy rat. So uh, better th- him than a lousy rat we don't know. Well, for right now, yeah. I mean, B, plan B is getting Donald Trump back up there, Todd. That in a roundabout way, because if you, we all know that if Donald Trump gets back up there, he's gonna he's gonna clean house and and put some people in place that will get the ball rolling back in the right direction. That's that's Plan B in a roundabout way, as far as the speaker and and other seats in the house up there. You know what I'm saying? I, I do, I do, William, and and we'll see. I mean, this this vote could come as early as today. We will see how it all transpires. And uh, we appreciate you calling in. So there you have it, folks, fair and balanced. We've got one saying, got to go. Another says, no, we better go ahead and keep him here. And look, this is going to be a challenge. It is a huge challenge for the Republicans. But keep in mind, no matter what you may think about Kevin McCarthy, he has not delivered on his promises. And so is that a big deal for you? That's all. Is it a big deal? Or are, are you just, this is what you've come to expect when you vote for the Republicans, you never know when they're going to deliver and when they're going to stab you in the back. I, it, it could go either way. All right, uh, folks, I've got to uh, I've got to talk to you about um, a big project that we launched yesterday, and I have to tell you, we can do better. We have to do better. Our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom need our help, ladies and gentlemen. And all this month, we are standing up for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. They are out there fighting for us every single day in courtrooms across America, and they never ask for a single penny. They actually represent all of their clients free of charge. Right now, they're representing a little boy out of Massachusetts who was told he was not allowed to wear a T-shirt that read, there are only two genders. And now this kid is 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 in a world of hurt. So that's why we want you to join and become a champion for freedom. And it's very simple. We're just asking you to make a $19 monthly donation to our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. You can also do a one-time gift, but we want you to do that monthly gift. All you have to do is go to toddsterns.com and click on the top banner. It says, be a champion for freedom. And uh, here's the deal. Today, we just want 20 of you, 20 people out of our vast audience uh, to say, you know what, Todd, I'm going to stand with you and I am going to become a partner with Alliance Defending Freedom. I'm going to tell you, folks, every single dollar that you give today will be matched dollar for dollar. 
So your $19 gift will actually be doubled. Uh, and you've, if you're wondering about how effective Alliance Defending Freedom is, they've won 15 Supreme Court cases in the last 12 years. You know, everybody talks about RBG. They don't talk about ADF, and they ought to. So again, during the break, head over to ToddSterns.com. It literally takes a couple of minutes. That's it. Uh, go and become a champion for freedom at ToddSterns.com. All right, hang tight, everybody. We've got more coming your way. This is The Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. All right, welcome back to the Time Starts Radio Show. This story from Chattanooga. We have a lot of listeners in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Nuga Radio, our good buddy Mike, one of the great radio station owners in this nation. And may I just say, just for a moment here, a, a moment of personal privilege, if you will. Uh, you folks in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you are blessed with a great talk radio station there. And I want here's what I want you to do. I want you to call a friend and say, hey, you need to start listening to Nuga Radio because they're covering all the big stories of the day. And they do. Uh, this story is just enraging. A father of three was killed by a career criminal. The gentleman's name is Christopher Wright. He is a prominent Tennessee businessman, a young guy, just 38 years old. He was in downtown Chattanooga, went to the Baylor School, which is a prep school there in the Chattanooga area, and he's an alumnus of that of that school. And uh, anyway, he was in downtown Chattanooga, which, again, is a tourist destination, much like Beale Street is in uh, in memphis and uh he was the video of the they, and they have surveillance video of all of this uh, mr wright um a father of three including an eight-week-old baby was talking to um was talking to this man who happened to be a career criminal they got into an argument and then the career criminal turns around and fires a gun and hits mr wright in the head Mr. Wright was rushed to a nearby hospital where he died. Are you ready for this, folks? The the bad guy here, the gunman, had been arrested 66 times. 66 times. The, the photographs here, this beautiful family of three, 
um, that Mr. Wright, uh, his beautiful wife, and they have two small boys. They look to be about maybe three, two, three years old, and uh, then the newborn baby. Mr. Wright was a high school football and baseball player, went, to stu- went on to study at Yale, and he returned to Chattanooga to pursue a business degree. Well, he's doing business, was doing business in the Chattanooga area. Sickening what has happened. There's a GoFundMe page set up. We're going to post a link to that over on our live show blog, so you might be able to help the family out. But again, um, Mr. and Mrs. Wright had just welcomed their third child into the world eight weeks ago. That baby will never know its father. So there you go. That's what's happening in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where violence is off the charts. You have radical district attorneys that will not send the criminals to jail, which is where they all need to be. The mayor condemned the shooting, described it as an isolated, senseless, and brazen act of gun violence. Well, there's a lot of isolated instances of gun violence going on around this country, and it has nothing to do with the gun. It has everything to do with the criminals. And by the way, I'll just say this because it needs to be said, and I'm not sure many other conservative talk radio hosts will have the courage to say what I'm about to say. Mr. Wright is a white man, and he was shot by a black man. Had the races been reversed here, this would be national news. That's all. Because clearly in this country, white lives apparently do not matter. Unbelievable. The court records show that the killer had a lengthy ramp sheet, including assault, theft, drug charges, burglaries, traffic offenses, and an aggravated robbery case. So why was this guy even out on the streets? One of his most notable arrests included a home invasion in 2010 when he fired six shots through the bedroom door of a home. Despite being arrested more than five dozen times, are you ready for this, folks? Just buckle up. He was arrested more than five dozen times, but he never served more than six months behind bars. You folks in Chattanooga, you ought to be marching in the streets over this one. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Congressman Henry Cuellar was carjacked last night. This is a terrible story. So apparently, a lot of the lawmakers, they live in a, a, a dorm, right? It's some sort of a dorm structure. In the, in the Navy Yard, which is near the Capitol. And they do it to save money. So it's pretty much a, a no-frills kind of a thing. And uh, the congressman was uh, driving back, had a white Honda, and uh, got out, and all of a sudden, four thugs show up, black dudes wearing all black, and they stick guns to his head, and they say, give us your phone and give us your car. Now, what are you going to do in that situation? You gotta get. You gotta turn over the phone. You gotta turn over your car, or you're a dead man. And thank goodness they they didn't hurt the guy. I mean, this could have been a very, very, very bad situation. It could have gone south quickly. But fortunately, the congressman's okay. But here's the problem, here, folks. Quayar is one of these defund the police guys. 
Now, of late, he has softened his positions on those issues, but he is on the record. You see, the policies of these Democrats are putting all of us in grave danger. By the way, Texas plates on that white Honda. If you see it, call 911. In 2021, Cuellar blasted the National Republican Congressional Committee, uh, was blasted rather by the National Republican Congressional Committee, reading from ToddStearns.com, because he supported a measure that would have defunded police departments. Here's what the Republicans in Congress said about Cuellar. As crime continues to rise across the country, Texans will not forget that Henry Cuellar voted to make it easier to defund the police departments than keep them safe. By the way, in February, Congresswoman Angie Craig, also a Democrat from Minnesota, was attacked in her own apartment building on Capitol Hill. It's getting dangerous out there, even for our elected lawmakers. And by the way, if I were the if I were the good people in on Capitol Hill right now, I would be revoking the charter and I would be taking control of Washington, D.C. back again. Take back control of the federal city. That's what they need to do and crack down on this crime. That's what needs to happen. Meanwhile, you've got the mayor of Washington saying, well, we really can't do anything. Uh, Cut number 12. We need more officers. We don't have the officers that we need, and sadly, we've lost three to 400 officers in the last four years. Um, We haven't had officers in our schools, and we have policies that make it difficult to recruit new officers. Yes, because of your own party, ma'am. Don't be a moron. This is why, folks, down 400 cops. We're down almost 1,000 officers here in Memphis, and it's a war zone. You think it's bad in D.C.? Folks getting carjacked? Are you kidding me? That's an everyday occurrence here in Memphis. I'm telling you, it is bad out there. But the reason, and by the way, who wants to be a cop these days? When you've got Democrats out there wanting to destroy your life, you actually arrest somebody, and all of a sudden, boom, you're on the evening news. You're just trying to do your job, keep people safe, and come home to your family at night. And then you end up on Ben Crump's wall. I'm telling you, folks, it is bad out there. It is bad out there. Oh, by the way, by the way, I've got to play this audio here. We're going to get, I've got more to say about this. Uh, There was another Walmart. I'm telling you. There's a certain demographic, and they go in, they pillage, they plunder, they loot. I don't know why. I don't know who's telling them to do this. If it comes, I I don't know. I have theories and thoughts, but I'm not ready to share those just yet. Anyway, uh, there was a poor security guard, and uh, he ran into a morbidly obese shoplifter. Kind of looked like Barney, the freaking purple dinosaur. Uh, These. This, this purple magenta outfit on, and she's thrashing about on the floor, and it looks like, and I couldn't tell, but it looked like she was trying to shoplift um, packages of Kool-Aid mix. And, ma'am, I don't want to judge you. I mean, and again, I don't want to be, um, you know, fat forward here, but, um, you know, you got to watch the diabetes. I'm just saying. Anyway, this is what it sounded like at the Walmart. Cut 16. Oh my! So people are like gathering around, and and she's like, and she's a big girl. So it's not like so. It was more like 
When you were a kid, do you remember the Weebles, the little uh, characters, the Weebles? They wobble, but they don't fall down. She was kind of like a big purple magenta Weeble, and she was wobbling on the floor. And the poor security guard, I felt bad for him because he didn't have a back brace. And, you know, that's um, that's a lot of weight to haul around. So anyway, but here's the thing. Folks, One of two, both of these things are true. There are actually people who believe that Walmart is racist because they do not allow people to just go in and shoplift. They truly believe that. BLM believes that. That, that, That's one of their founding documents. They believe that shoplifting is actually, I am not making this up for them. They actually believe that shoplifting is a form of reparations. I ain't got no Kool-Aid. Walmart's got the Kool-Aid. I want Kool-Aid. So you go down and you steal Kool-Aid. There, great. No, that's Tony the Tiger. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Get my characters mixed up. But there's another component of this. So Walmart, and we've seen this with a Target, the pro-transgender Target, where they're having to shut down, and they're saying they're having to shut down because of, of, of all the shoplifting. And, and I get that because, I mean, it is bad. And a lot of these, I think, nine Target stores in these urban areas – and they're closing the targets down because of all of the shoplifting, hundreds of millions of dollars. And they say it's just not safe for their workers to go into these communities. You watch what's going to happen. Walmart shuts down over this. Walmart, but Walmart says, you know what? We, we can't afford to stay open here. They'll be accused of racism as well. You can't win. You really can't win. So there you go. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Um, Collierville, Tennessee. And Iris, this is Cash Money. Is that your real name? Well, that's what I go by, uh, Todd. Everybody knows me by Cash Money. Well, hello, Cash oh. Money. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little worked up over the saw the news where 260,000 got into the country through the southern border just for the month of September. That's just one month, okay? So I'm trying to put that into perspective. And I looked up the military, active military counts for 172 countries in our world, as we know it. And of all that 172, there were fewer than 20 countries uh, on this earth that have a military that's active that number more than 260,000 individuals. And that's just blowing my mind. In one month, we have an army of 260,000. That's just what's known. Those aren't counting the getaways that have come across the southern border, unvetted, have no idea what disease they could be carrying, mental illness, criminals, uh, terrorists. The, The list goes on and on. And we've got good friends who've come in uh, through the appropriate uh, methods to uh, come in and become citizens, and we applaud every one of them. Uh, our local churches support them. Uh, we've got language classes, all sorts of things that are going on, you know, to help legitimate immigrants uh, who come in who want to be a part of our nation. But this is its basically an invasion. We have no idea what's coming over the borders. And it's really stressing. Cash money not only is it an invasion, it's an occupation. And when you see the people coming across that border, and if you listen to MSDNC, they'll say, oh, 
these are just these are sweet people and they left their country to escape violence and persecution. Well, cash money, if that's the case, where are the women and the children? Why is it that only military-aged men are crossing that border? That's what I'm concerned about. I got no answer. I mean, it's just inexcusable. Well, the good news, Cash Money, is that uh, Tennessee has a great attorney general. Uh, Scarmetti is his name. And he is uh, he is already demanding, sent a letter yesterday, demanding that the Biden administration turn over the information about how many illegals have been dumped in the state of Tennessee. And hopefully we're going to get to the bottom of that. Uh, Cash Money, you tell your friends to listen to KWAM, and uh, we uh, really appreciate you calling in. Give us a holler back. Yes, sir. It's going to happen. All right. Have a good day. All right. Who doesn't love Cash Money? Right. I'll take that. Even some coins. But uh, to the Attorney General of Tennessee, uh, to to finish that thought here, uh, the Attorney General of Tennessee, you may not be aware of this, folks, but Joe Biden has been using your tax dollars and they've been getting the illegals. They've been piling them onto the planes. Now, you know how you know when you go to the airport, you have got to go through the TSA checkpoint. And there's a pretty good chance some of you in here have been to at least second base with a TSA agent, right? While you're getting, while you're getting handsy, uh, the illegals are just being ushered onto the planes without any form of ID at all. And they are, they're being dropped in states and cities all over America, and nobody knows about it. Now, there have been some instances, and I'm bringing Chattanooga back up again, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, they actually found that plane loads of illegals were landing at the airport in the dark of night, and then they were just dumping the illegals there in Chattanooga. It's happening in cities all over the country. And trust me, folks, your attorney general of your state needs to get to the bottom of this like they're doing here in Tennessee. All right, we've got to take a break. 844-747-8868. We have got uh, so much going on here, folks. Uh, Some breaking news to give you an update on the numbers now opposed to Kevin McCarthy. We're going to have that information. This is the Todd Stern Show. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart, took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. We discover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. Uh, coming up, Congressman Eric Burleson. Also, Bill O'Reilly's uh, got a brand new book out. Uh, Going to be good to talk to Bill. It's been a while. Um, so far on our list, we have Congressman Matt Gates and Tim Burchett. Here's what Andy Biggs uh, wrote on uh, X. I can't do it. It's Twitter. I'm trying, but it's Twitter. 
Uh, here's what Andy Biggs just wrote. 89 of my Republican colleagues and I voted against a CR over the weekend. We held Speaker McCarthy accountable for the promises he made in January. The bottom line is that he is out of line with the commitments that got him elected. All right, so what does that mean? Is that is he a yes? Is he a no? He's not a no. Maybe he's a maybe. All right, we're going to put Biggs down as a maybe then. But again, Biggs raises a very fair point. And here's the point. Promises were made and promises were not kept. I mean, it really is that simple. So the question is, do you really, is this the hill to die on? Is this the moment when you say, you know what, Mr. Speaker, you're a nice guy. We appreciate you, but you did not deliver on what you promised us. And by the way, keep in mind, there were a lot of promises made so that he could get that job. So we'll see how that plays out. Again, our telephone number, 844 844- 747-8868. Give us a call. Also, during the break, head over to the website, become a champion for freedom, and help us raise much-needed money for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. They're counting on all of us to help out, folks. We'll be right back, America. My Pillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million My Pillows sold. Mike Lindell at My Pillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of My Pillow. You're going to get their queen size My Pillow for 19.98, regular price 69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, Congressman Cuellar was not the only person in Washington, D.C. who got carjacked yesterday. Uh, it turns out that a, a member of the Washington, D.C. Council... And it was the chairman of the council, a, a guy by the name of Phil Mendelson, uh, got carjacked yesterday. Here's what here's what he was saying back in March before uh, before lawmakers cut eleven. I know this belies the common belief, and when it comes to crime, how people feel is important. But there is not a crime crisis in Washington D.C. No, no, not at all, not at all. All right, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad Congressman Cuellar is okay. But, folks, I'm telling you, this defund the police movement, this has destabilized the country. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us from the 7th Congressional District in the great state of Missouri, Congressman Eric Burleson. Congressman, hope you're doing well today. I'm doing great. Thank you, Todd. Uh, you know, Congressman, before we jump into what's happening uh, with the McCarthy vote, 
Uh, this uh, story last night where uh, Congressman Cuellar was robbed at gunpoint uh, right in front of the place where he lived, uh, how dangerous is it in Washington? It's, <clears throat> it is it is very dangerous. I mean, it, it's insane to even own a car in D.C. because wherever you park it, it's going to cost you a fortune and it's likely to get broken into. And, and you're likely to get carjacked. So... Um, it's a a risk that a lot of members like myself, um, are, you know, we, we hunker down in the Capitol building. And so for those people that think it, you know, it's sometimes it's it's a security calculation to actually sleep in your office. Is that right? You're telling me that it's so dangerous in Washington that some of these lawmakers are actually sleeping in their offices. Yeah. I mean, Todd, I don't want to walk back and forth from an apartment um, in D.C. at night or in the more early morning to get to work, um, it's it's not a safe environment. It's, it's, it's shocking. I think I have to imagine people listening to this congressman uh, are just dumbfounded that things are that bad in, in Washington, D.C. I know Senator Mike Lee last night was tweeting that maybe it's time to to take back control of the district. It may be because the D.C. Council is a, a bunch of progressive leftists who, um, and I'm glad to hear that one of them um, is is able to see firsthand that, that the crime problem exists. Um, I, I hate that that actually happened, but but hopefully it'll change some minds and hearts. Well, Congressman, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the big story of the day, which is of course the future of Speaker McCarthy. Uh, we're expecting the vote. Are you hearing when a vote might possibly be held? It'll happen in 20 minutes. So so in 20 minutes. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Breaking news here. And, uh, Congressman, how do you plan on, on voting? So, Todd, I, I have had a lot of, uh, you know, prayers and thoughts about this. And, and I, let me, let me, I am one of the most conservative members in Congress. Um, I just wanted to get up here and change business as usual, um, which is why I never I didn't vote for the CR bill or for any of the CR bills. Um, I think that Congress has to change, and um, we we cannot continue this this business as usual of passing all these omnibus funding packages. That more usually that's how we get all these expenditures and the DEI and the ESG and all the woke and leftist policies. So we have to pass the 12 appropriation bills under regular order. Now, that was a promise that McCarthy had made. And so my, the question that I have at hand today is, is has, he com, has, has he taken enough action on his part to demonstrate that he is a man of his word and he's going to try to keep to the commitment of passing the 12 appropriation bills? And I have to say, I while I think that there could have been more done, I can't question that he hasn't done a lot to try to, to try to get us to that point. So, for example, we have already passed seventy percent of the discretionary expenditures in the five appropriation bills that have come to the floor. We just have seven more to bring to the floor that represent the other thirty percent of the expenditures, and they have an aggressive timeline to do that. 
McCarthy and leadership canceled our recess. So I wouldn't like I'm not even really supposed to be in D.C. this week and next week. But they canceled recess so that we could have enough time to pass the 12 appropriation bills under regular order, which will be the first time since 1996. So almost 27 years they have not done what we are do what we are on the precipice of doing today. And because we're at that precipice, I don't think that it now is the time to change leaders. If we go through this motion to vacate, we will likely end up in a stall pattern and a and disarray and and I get in it and so to me I'm I'm calculating this that that if, if, if you want conservative outcomes, the most guaranteed way to not have a conservative outcome is for us to have a motion to vacate because we're not going to replace McCarthy with Jim Jordan or some conservative leader. The conference just isn't going to do that. So let me jump in here because it sounds like you are in great pain right now. I mean, this uh, it, it, it's not like, yeah, we're, man, we're, Todd, we're going in there and I'm standing with Kevin McCarthy. I mean, this is, it sounds like this is a pained explanation. Was this a hard, a hard decision it, for you to make? It, it is for me. It's not about the person and I'm not a McCarthy apologist. I'm just calculating what is the, what, what is the best outcome for conservative policies to win, win the day. And look in 45 days, when we hit the next, uh, when we hit the next ceiling, when we hit the next deadline, if at that point in time it's become abundantly clear that McCarthy is not interested in passing the 12 appropriation bills through regular order and that he has been uh, all along business as usual, at that point in time, then we can make a decision. I think it would make a lot of sense to, uh, and I think that not only myself, but a lot of members would then would, 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 would decide to change leadership. But Given how aggressive he has been to try to accomplish these 12 appropriation bills, I, I just can't imagine somebody else stepping in and getting it done in the next, in the next three or four weeks. So has, the, has Congressman Gates, has he provided you or have you asked to see any kind of a plan? Okay, so we're going to oust McCarthy. What's, what's plan B? Yeah, the, he said that in conference today. He has no he has no plan B. He has no uh, proposed uh, speakers. He's, he's not going to propose a speaker. He is just going, he said he would evaluate people who decided to run for speaker. So his expectation is that, that we vacate McCarthy and then there's, and then after a given period of time, then McCarthy will give up and other members will run leadership okay that's uh, I'm part, pardon me that's, that's that's stupid I'm sorry sir uh, that 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 plan sounds really bad I mean and and again this goes back to something I talked about earlier there's got to be a plan you know if you're gonna pull off, if somebody's gonna pull something like this off they've got to have a plan that's right and that's why I just think it's just not I don't I don't I look I love Matt Gates's moxie here I love that he would be willing to take on leadership I just think that, like, if you're going into battle, just, you know, going, in, going into battle without a plan or a strategy is not never a good idea, right? And so regardless of how much moxie and how much courage you have, it still is probably not going to achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve. So 
to me, it's all about a calculation of what how to achieve the best goals. Does he have the numbers? He needs, what, five and all the Democrats. Yes, and I think he probably, I mean, I, there are five that have said that they are going to vote to to oust McCarthy, so uh, we'll see what happens. I just just and and hear me on this. I understand your I understand where you're coming from on this. I, I don't think McCarthy should have been the speaker to begin with. Um, and and I I hear what you're saying about he has done a lot, but he has not delivered on the significant issues of the day. And I am very concerned about this Ukraine spending. And uh, if if he goes around, Congressman, I see where he will have those numbers to push through any sort of a side deal. If in fact the side deal's been made on Ukraine. Yeah, and I don't know. It's clear that he's not getting any Democrat support. The Democrats left their conference and said that no one is supporting McCarthy. Um, and so, and they, they rattled off a list of reasons why. I mean, it, and their reasons really are evidence that McCarthy is doing a lot of conservative things. He just, you know, he, his scorecard is, and his checklist of tasks to do is pretty lengthy. Um, the The question, I just think, the game is not finished. So, you know, we're in the fourth quarter. We're probably in the two-minute or the, the two-minute zone here. And the question is, do you fire the coach um, when you still have a chance to win? Okay, and that's fair and, enough. I mean, I hear you, and, and I, I think that's that's a fair way of looking at it, uh, especially as look. And here's what I'm, I'm just. I'm dying here because you're telling me that Matt Gates to him and said, yeah, we really don't have a plan here, folks. We're just going to whack the guy. Well, he didn't say that. And he didn't say, I don't really have a plan. He just said, no, I don't have a, anyone that I'm going to recommend um, after McCarthy. Wow. And so, okay. Yeah. Well, Congressman, we know, we've, we know you're going to have to scoot. So we appreciate your candor and appreciate you coming on the program. And, and best of luck this afternoon. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. All right. Congressman Eric Burleson, I'm trying to figure out what the news nugget of that is. Is it that Congress people are so scared that they're sleeping in their offices? It's that dangerous in Washington? Or the fact that, surprise, surprise, the conservatives do not have a plan B? Now, if I were McCarthy, I'm sorry, if I was Gates going into this caucus meeting today and you just heard it's going to happen here in the next few minutes, um, uh, Dylan, let's get up Newsmax, their live feed, and we'll dip into that. Um, it seems to me if, if Gates had gone into the meeting and said, folks, here's where I'm at, uh, no BS, this is where I stand, and this is the way forward, and here's here's the guy or gal, I... I think we. Pro- I think he probably could garner some support, but let's just say that Gates gets his numbers and the Democrats stick together. We're we're about to have some chaos here, folks. All right, um, all right, real quick, let's go to Statesville, North Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? We're going to take a break here. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our number. All right, you've heard it, uh, folks. Breaking news. What do you What do you want your elected leaders to do? Is it time for new leadership? 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. 
Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, we are monitoring the vote. Going to be happening here in the next few moments, and uh, we'll let you know how things work out for uh, Kevin McCarthy. In the meantime, I want to head over to the phones here. Uh, let's go to Jim in Memphis, Tennessee. We have two Jims, one in Germantown, one in Memphis. Let's go to Jim in Memphis first. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind today? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Todd. Uh, actually, I'm I'm driving into Germantown from Memphis, so uh, we got germantown surrounded uh uh that is i seem to remember that there was way back a small group of of republican representatives who dug their heels in and made stopped everything and got uh mccarthy to toe the line a little bit or at least say he would and uh now something like this comes up and i'm not hearing about those guys or any of them and i don't remember exactly who they are but was this the fellow you were just talking to was he one of those guys so burleson pretty conservative yeah so it's the house freedom caucus you're talking about jim and and right now they're really torn uh you i believe you had 20 or 21 who basically stood their ground and uh, said, you know what, you are going to agree to do X, Y, and Z, and if you don't, you're not going to be speaker. You're not going to get our vote. So let's see what happens here, Jim. Um, we're, you know, Congressman Burleson just told us that he believes that, that Gates has the five votes he needs. We'll see how that plays out. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. Tom. Hey, Jim, thanks for listening to The Mighty 990, KWAM, our great radio affiliate there. I'm partial mainly because I own the joint. Uh, let's go to Germantown, Tennessee, and our other Jim. Hey, Jim, what's going on? Hello, Todd. Jim Shanks. Uh, just wanted to make it one comment when you keep saying they don't have a plan. I think it's kind of painfully obvious that uh, uh, Gates and any of those people can't mention anybody. They'll be shish by the Republican establishment. They really can't. They have to get the change, and then you can start talking about nobody's going to raise their hand and say, I'm running against uh, McCarthy. Same things that happens in the Senate. They're all afraid. Jim, as you and I are talking here, I want to share some breaking news. Uh, House Democratic leadership, ladies and gentlemen, now recommends voting to remove Speaker McCarthy. So, uh, Jim, what we could be facing now, so let's just say that, that Gates does have his five Republicans, all the Democrats hold out, that means McCarthy does not have the votes he needs. So you can go through a series of these votes like they did back you know, last year, and then eventually McCarthy got the votes he needed. Or you could introduce somebody like a Chip Roy, and his name has already been mentioned. What do you think about, what do you think about Chip Roy, or do you think they ought to just stick with McCarthy? Well, I think it's great they're making the uh, 
trying to show the problem that things aren't happening. Uh, I think that's a great thing. I'm, I'm not sure who would be best, but I'm just glad that they're, it, it is pointing out that things are just not progressing. They're not, they're not doing the things to balance the budget and they didn't go after the, like they should have. So I think some change is good, but I just wanted to, my biggest point was just, I, they can't really talk about it. They probably have some people in mind, uh, because it just would be almost suicide as a politician to raise your hand and say, I want to run against McCarthy. Well, well <laughs> that, fair enough. Fair enough, Jim. I, I have been talking with some folks uh, inside the Beltway, and they tell me they don't think there's a plan. They really don't. And that, to me, is shocking, but more importantly, it's just stupid. Well, now, now my one prediction is it'll end up McCarthy will get get some things to so they can keep him and yeah I, I i think you'll get enough there's some democrats or something i mean something will happen because uh, the establishment really wants him so yeah, i can't imagine they're going to put their sit on their hands and not do anything i think they're going to keep him <laughs> jim it's a it's a it's a good thought we're, we're running late for a break here i have to let you go but appreciate you I, we may be neighbors i don't know uh, but uh, jim appreciate you and thank you for listening to the mighty 990 kwam all right uh hang tight we've got uh, the entire state of north carolina on hold and uh so we're going to get to your calls our good buddy bill o'reilly is scheduled to be here brand new book out um called killing the witches <laughs> No, it's not about Congress. I know. I th- that's what I thought. It's really not. Uh, great book, and uh, we're going to be talking to him uh, also about what's happening. We're watching the breaking news, expecting a vote any minute now. So call your friends. Tell them to tune in. You can watch us on Rumble or Getter. You can also watch our Facebook live feed as well. Our number, 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Good to have you with us on a breaking news edition of the show. We are monitoring Newsmax TV Live and expecting any moment now for the vote to vacate the chair. So Speaker Kevin McCarthy on the hot seat. Uh, We will see if Matt Gates does, in fact, have the votes. Just a few moments ago, we had Congressman Eric Burleson with us, and the congressman uh, told us beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, that he, that uh, he believed Matt Gates had those votes. Um, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now, great to welcome in um, a great American patriot, incredible broadcaster, and a New York Times bestselling author many times over has a brand new book out called Killing the Witches, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts, Bill O'Reilly. Bill, good to have you back with us. Congrats on the new book. Appreciate it, Todd. How are you? Uh, Bill, I got to tell you, I'm this thing in Washington right now is just nuts. Um, we just had Congressman Eric Burleson on from Missouri and he told us, he told us, they asked Matt Gates, why, what's your plan? And they said, got no plan. So what do you think's going on here? How do you think this is going to play out today? I don't know. And I have to be honest. I don't follow party politics. Uh, I know the vote is underway very soon. 
Um, all I can do to my audience on the uh, No Spin News, my TV outlet, is report what happens. I don't particularly like Matt Gates. Um, I don't think he is looking out for the folks. I do agree with him that federal spending is out of control, but the way in the long term to deal with that is to have Republicans control both houses of Congress and the presidency. And the way Gates goes about it, he alienates a lot of independents who don't want far-right people seizing power. He doesn't seem to understand that his philosophy is not in the majority in this country. So there's a realistic aspect to legislation, even if his goal is noble, and it is. I don't like the way he is trying to break down the entire system because that will help the Democrats most of all. And that's that's what I'm concerned about. I mean, we're watching the clock here, and we're getting close to the election. So this this could get ugly. And by the way— 13 months. You're right. Yeah, 13 months to vote. And the more chaos you have in the uh, GOP, the grand old party, the better it is for the Democrats. And, you know, to me, I'm not going to assign motives. I I met uh, Gates. He was fine. Um, I'm not saying that he's a bad person. I'm just saying what he's doing, I don't think— is good for the folks. Yeah, and uh, folks, uh, we are uh, watching. That vote should be happening momentarily, and we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, by the way, caught your interview with Tucker. Was that the first time you two guys have sat down and had a, an on-air interview before? Yep, that's it. I mean, uh, uh, when I was there, he had a show, and I, I think we did a you know funny thing, but it wasn't anything like that. So, yeah, that was the first time it was an in-depth. And you can see that interview on BillOReilly.com. Just go there. There's a little box you click on, and it will come up. I understand tens of millions of people have watched it. That's kind of crazy. It's insane. I mean, when you compare the numbers of people that watch that debate on, on FBN, Fox Business, I mean, you guys blew them away. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. It's hard to calibrate those Internet ratings with 9 million that watched the debate at some point. Um, but I do believe at this juncture we probably have more than 9 million viewers uh, with Carlson and O'Reilly. You know, you had me, I think you had me on your old Fox show once, and I, I've never brought this up, but I got to tell you, it, it really it cracked me up. Um, you know, you're you, the number one show on the network. A lot of these other shows had all the massive sets with all the lights and the, you know, what, all the flashy stuff. Your set was probably the simplest of all of them, and it was. I love the way you had it set up, that small table, and you and the guest, and it, it was really amazing. A lot of people think you need all the flashy stuff, and you just need to have a great host with great questions. Well, I'm a simple man, and uh, anything complicated frightens me, so <laughs> we just put two yeah. chairs on a table, and <laughs> we let it fly. Um, but it was a different time then, yeah. and... Um, you know, that's a, uh, one of the topics that uh, Carlson and I got into, that everything changes, and sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse, and the audience can decide that. Um, but I didn't have any uh, – I was there more than 20 years, and uh, that was plenty for me. I mean, it really was, you know, no spin. And when you look at, at what's happening now across, really, the conservative media world, what, what concerns you? Are, you? are you alarmed by anything you're seeing out there? Well, I'm not a, I'm a really not an ideological guy. Um, so what I've managed to do is build up uh, the most successful independent news agency in the world. 
at BillOReilly.com. I got 60 people working for me, three corporations attached to uh, our commentary on television, radio, and the books. Wow. And the books uh, continue to be crazy bestsellers. First six days of Killing the Witches, 90,000 copies sold. Um, so it is a changing um, world. Uh, it is the corporate media is corrupt. I think everybody knows that. And so is the Justice Department and probably the Biden administration, although that hasn't been proved beyond a reasonable doubt yet. I believe it will be. So we're in troubled times. And the reason I wrote Killing the Witches was because some of the troubles generate from the cancel culture, which is um, what happened in Salem in 1692. Those people were hanged and they were canceled. Because little girls said they were witches and there was no due process. Well, now there's no due process again. So every time uh, Trump is in a press conference or anything like that, he's screaming, you know, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. And I asked one of his guys, can he just hold my book up when he says <laughs> that? Can he, can he just get that in camera range? Um, but he's right. I mean, come on. I mean, if you look at the stuff that they're coming at him with, it, it is absolutely a witch hunt designed to take him off the board, not to um, achieve any higher level of justice. I mean, there really was hysteria, and I, I started reading the book, and I, I wasn't aware of the level of hysteria that was uh, in the community. This is back in 1692, and you literally just take us back there. Your, your writing style is so fast-paced, and it literally just, just to put you right in the, in the middle of things. Yeah, we put you on the Mayflower, Todd, and you and I would not have wanted to have been on that boat. Um, that was that journey from uh, Plymouth, England to Massachusetts, 66 days, that was harrowing, and Americans don't know that. And then when they got here, the Puritans went wild. Um, you know, the devil was everywhere, and the witches were doing the devil's bidding, and we have to kill the witches, and, um, you know, and that was all religion-based, and now it's all political-based. So the progressives, and this is an interesting uh, bit of history, the cancel culture and the woke movement is driven exclusively by the left. You don't see that in the far-right precincts. I mean, they don't like, I mean, and they'll go after you, the far-right people, if they disagree with you. But they're not trying to ruin your life, per se, where the progressives are. They've adopted the very tactics of lack of due process in Salem to today's modern world. And it, it is really, really harmful to this country. Bill O'Reilly is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today, folks. Uh, the brand-new book, Killing the Witches, we have a direct link to it over on the live show blog at ToddSterns.com, and you can buy the book wherever you get your books, BillOReilly.com as well. Bill, let's take us back and, and, and give our listeners a taste of, of what we can expect to read in Killing the Witches. Well, it's really three books. The uh, beginning of our country, the Mayflower, the Puritans, the witch trials in Salem, then a young teenager, Benjamin Franklin, who's living in Boston, gets on to this. He's so appalled. He was a genius at the age of 12. He, he actually confronts the chief witch hunter, Cotton Mather, goes to Mather's home, 
and they have a discussion. We detail it in the book. And then Franklin takes that sensibility, that outrage, because he knew how wrong this was, to Philadelphia in the Constitutional Convention, and that's why we don't have any mention uh, of religion in the Constitution other than the government is not allowed to uh, tell you what to believe or what not to believe. Now, Patrick Henry and his crew, Roger Sherman of Connecticut, they wanted in the Constitution America to be designated a Christian nation. But Franklin, Madison, and Jefferson won that brawl, and it was a brawl. So we tell you about that. Then we go to modern times and the cancel culture and how it hurts regular people with examples. And then the end of the book is demon possession today. Um, and we pick up the real case of the Exorcist book and movie. It was a 13-year-old boy in Maryland named Ronald Hunkler. And where do you see what happened to this kid? And then we put you on the set of the movie The Exorcist where nine people died during the filming of the movie. It's harrowing. So Halloween uh, coming up with uh, apologies to Edgar Allan Poe. You're not going to find a better <laughs> Halloween book than this. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Again, folks, Killing the Witches, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, get a copy and uh, definitely read it when there's a storm going on outside and uh, cats are running around the front yard. Uh, wow, what a crazy thing. Uh, Bill, congratulations again. And by the way, what was it, 19 million, more than 19 million of your of your killing books so far? Yeah, in print, and uh, it's the most successful nonfiction book series of all time on this planet. Wow. Very proud That's... of that. And thanks a lot, uh, Todd, for uh, having me on and, to, and mentioning the book, and I wish you continued success. All right, Bill, appreciate it. Bill O'Reilly, ladies and gentlemen, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And again, we've got um, a link to uh, Bill's book. I'm already starting to get creeped out by the uh, the Exorcist stuff. By the way, new Exorcist movies coming out um, in a couple of days. The Exorcist Believer, not a big horror movie guy. All right, uh, folks, we are watching Newsmax right now, and uh, we are waiting for the House to take up uh, Matt Gates's motion to vacate. Uh, we will keep you updated on that. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our phone number. Let's go to Boston. Uh, Connor on the line. All right, Connor, what say you? Oh, I'm going to tell you today, my blood's boiling when it comes to Kevin McCarthy. I cannot stand this guy. I didn't want him from the beginning. I don't want him now. There's nothing that impresses me about this guy. The faster they can get him out of there, the better. He is a complete failure. You could take a cardboard cutout, put that in the speaker's chair, and that's going to be more effective than this empty suit known as Kevin McCarthy. I think not only should we vote him out of office, I think we should primary him when it comes to his re-election time. He's a disgrace, and if we do not get him out of there, Todd, we are not going to win um, future Republican ele elections because he is not effective. He is just a complete failure to our party, and all, quite frankly, an embarrassment. Well, so Connor, tell me how you really feel. Uh, that, like that's just as unscripted as I can give it to you, my friend. I, I, I discussed it. I'm, I'm sick of Rhino Republicans. I'm sick of them getting in there and just thinking that they got like two or four years or however many years they have in there to, you know, basically just do nothing and just sit around and get nothing done. Um, it's time we take action. It's time we, it's time we go ahead and we just get this done. I or, like. Um, you know. uh, who do you, who do you have in the car there? Is that that's not Siri, is it? 
Uh, that's the DPS here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. Started. Does she have a name? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it does. <laughs> I was just curious. Uh, I I don't want to get sidetracked here, Connor. No, this is. Look, I get it. Uh, my concern is, from a very practical standpoint, what is your plan B? You know, if you've got, if you want to do this, if you're going to blow all of this up, you've got to have a plan to come right in, so we're not having to pick up the pieces. You know, going into the going into the presidential election cycle. That that's my only concern. You know, what I want in there. I want a scrapper in there. I want somebody who's not going to be PC. Right. I want somebody who's going to and really scrap. All right, Connor. Good hearing from you, uh, folks. Agree, disagree, give us a call, 844-747-8868. We're really blowing up the last hour of the show, so you'll be able to weigh in and get your reaction on what's about to happen up on Capitol Hill. We will try to bring that to you live. And, of course, you're going to want to listen to your local radio station for all the breaking news updates. So this is something that has not happened in the modern political history of this nation. So we're we're going back many, many, many years uh, when the um, uh, the uh, speaker has been vacated, his chair. All right, again, 844-747-8868. President Trump, we're talking about the polling data. We're monitoring Newsmax. Let me tell you why. There's only one network that I trust, and that is Newsmax. Millions have made the switch. It is the real news that you can trust, and I watch it all the time. President Trump watches Newsmax, loves Newsmax. you got to start 7 o'clock tonight. Forget 7 o'clock tonight. Start right now. Watch the breaking news coverage. Just turn down the volume and listen to us. All week, uh, Rob Schmidt in primetime looking at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions of dollars that went to his family. By the way, Newsmax on all major cable systems. And if your operator doesn't carry Newsmax, just give them a call. And do not forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone, your Android. It is absolutely free, and you can start watching anytime. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Uh, Folks, if you could uh, allow me a moment of personal privilege uh, to tell you about our friends over at Alliance Defending Freedom and an opportunity to double your gift in our Radiothon this month. Alliance Defending Freedom is the world's largest legal ministry, and they are committed to protecting your religious freedom and your free speech. And because of a generous friend of ADF, your first tax-deductible gift will be doubled today. I mean, this is pretty spectacular. So again, this is a one-day-only thing. Your first tax-deductible gift will be doubled. And if you you donate $19 a month, you will become another champion for freedom. And we're looking for 20. That's it today. We're just looking for 20 of our great listeners to become partners at that $19 a month level. And we're going to stand up to the forces of the left that are tearing down our fundamental freedoms. And that's why I want you to go right now to toddstarns.com and click on the Be a Champion for Freedom banner. Anybody who donates just, what, 19 bucks? All right, we're talking $19. If you donate that a month to ADF, you're going to be standing up and helping preserve our first freedoms. Now, you've heard Tyson Langenhofer on this program before. He is senior counsel at ADF, and he is on the front lines of many of these battles to protect your freedoms. And I asked Tyson why he thinks your $19 a month donation to ADF is so urgently needed. 
as a parent now, it's my job to ensure that my children have the same freedoms that I experienced throughout my life. And I see those slipping away. So that $19 a month is extremely valuable. And there will be no better investment in your children's future than to continue to make sure that their freedoms to speak and to live consistently with their religious beliefs are still intact for them and for them for your grandchildren. And look, the work they're doing to protect female athletes and you folks in Maine, right now you're going through a huge, huge controversy. We're going to be talking about that coming up after the break. ADF is there to stand up for those young ladies. So your $19 a month donation breaks down to this. Get this, 63 cents a day. That's it, 63 cents a day. That's the best bargain in America, right? 63 cents a day to help defend your rights and the rights of your children and your grandchildren. I don't know how they do it, but they're able to do it. Look, these these folks are really, really, really good. So go right now to ToddSterns.com, click on Be a Champion of Freedom's banner, and make your investment in free speech and religious liberty right now. Now, you can also call in, write this number down, 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556, and you'll be able to become a champion for freedom that way as well. All right, folks, hang tight. Hour three coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to a breaking news edition of the Todd Starnes radio program. Uh, We have a lot going on. And uh, folks, here's the deal: uh, we have cleared the we have cleared the deck. We are waiting for the House to uh, begin to vote uh, on the motion to remove Kevin McCarthy. Uh, we are currently uh, watching with our partners on Newsmax, and we will uh, be monitoring that and giving you that vote total as soon as it comes in. We're also going to be taking your calls and getting your reaction. Uh, This is one of the few talk radio shows in America where you get to have a say. So give us a call if you support McCarthy. If you think he ought to go, uh, give us a call, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. So here's where we're at. Now, right now, there are 221 Republicans, 212 Democrats in the House. That's 433 total. We have two vacancies. So a majority is 217 if everybody votes. So McCarthy can only lose four votes to hold on. And with four Democrats absent, the total vote is 429. So a majority is 215. McCarthy could afford to lose six votes um, and still hold on to his speakership. Uh, So we will – I know that's a little confusing – but uh, just bear with us as uh, as we go through the numbers here. So we'll keep you updated. Also, um, we know of at least two uh, lawmakers that say they will be voting to vacate. That would be Matt Gates and Eric Burleson, who was, um, or I'm sorry, uh, Tim Burchett, who was just on this show. Burleson, I believe, is going to keep uh, McCarthy. All right, 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844 844- 747-8868. Now, 
While all that's going on, President Trump is in New York, and this civil trial is underway. And folks, this is this is just nuts. This is literally an example of the weaponization of the judicial system. And President Trump is right to be angry, enraged, furious. I don't blame the president one bit. Whatever comes out of that man's mouth right now, that he gets a pass. Uh, this is President Trump just a little while ago before he uh, walked into the courtroom. Cut number 10. Is and will, and I hope you're impressed. You've built a great company. But he's been given false information, misleading information, and corrupt information by a very corrupt and incompetent attorney general, Letitia James. This woman is grossly incompetent. She ran on the basis, I will get Trump without knowing anything about me. So he's been given this information. It's now been proven to be false, such as Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida being worth $18 million, when in fact it's much closer to $1.5 billion. And I appreciate very much the officials of Palm Beach calling yesterday and writing and saying that she was very wrong. That's not the way you value the property. So she said it was $18 million. It's $1.5 billion. Likewise, we've just recently sold two properties for many times what they were worth, many times what they were worth in the financial statements. And the statements are actually much lower than the actual net worth. She knows that, but she's fraudulent. Because of the fraudulent numbers she's given, many of which, Marlon is just one example, we have other examples that are almost as good, in some cases might even be better. This case should be dismissed. This is not a case. And she should probably be dismissed also because she's terrible and grossly incompetent, as I've said. But at a minimum, she should start looking for the murderers and the criminals, the violent criminals all over New York, do something about all of the illegal migrants pouring into our city and state and not spend the next six months in a courthouse because she's been caught early. Her numbers are fraudulent. She's a fraud. Her numbers are fraudulent, and this case should be dismissed. And they ought to get on to violent crime and solving the problems of New York City and New York State. Thank you very much. Mr. President. Yeah, I, I, I'm with the president here. And by the way, just to show you what sort of a horrible human being this attorney general is, Letitia James. This is a compilation of her running for office. This woman threatened Donald Trump. She threatened to get him. Cut number eight. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain that man in the White House who can't go a day uh, uh, without threatening our fundamental rights. Yes, we need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. We need to find out whether or not he's engaged in conspiracy. It's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. There you go. 
So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the fair and balanced prosecutor who's out to get Trump. By the way, 80% of the charges have had to be dropped because it went past the statute of limitations. So there's there's just not a case here. And we're going to get to the judge in just a few moments. Uh, I want to go back to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Evelyn in Ohio. Hi, Evelyn, what's on your mind? I have two things. One one is if they, we get rid of the speaker, does that mean the Dems can pick a speaker? No, 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 um, no. What happens? It'll stay Republican. It'll it'll stay Republican. Well, yes, okay. theoretically. Uh, any at that point when they vacate the chair, Evelyn, somebody will get up, and it could be a Democrat, it could be a Republican, and they say, "I want to nominate, I want to nominate Hakeem Jeffries, who's the Democrat." And they'd have the votes, and if Hakeem Jeffries doesn't get the votes, they go to the next guy. And, you know, as we saw, what was it, 14 votes, I think, that we had before McCarthy won. So it's just a matter of whoever comes up with the most votes. So it could end up being a Democrat. Well, it could, but I, that's un, that's unlikely. Um, good, but, good. <laughs> yeah, but it's a possibility. Okay. My other question, my other comment was, if, if it wasn't Gates, they'd be attacking whoever is questioning the speaker, just like they've been questioning Trump. So whoever was calling this vote would be attacked like they're attacking Gates. Oh, well, oh, yes, absolutely, Evelyn. You're you're absolutely right. And and we've seen that play out. I mean, it was Mark Meadows back in the day. Um, it was uh, Andy Biggs, I think. You know, then there was, remember, MTG. Uh, she before she and McCarthy formed some sort of a pact and alliance, uh, she was uh, she was enemy number one. So yeah, I think you're right there. But again, you know, going back to your question, yeah, I mean, it, theoretically, it's possible. I mean, you could have moderate Republicans; they could partner with the and they could align with the Democrats, and they could elect Hakeem Jeffries as the next Speaker of the House. So, so anything's on the table if if he's ousted. Thank you for your time. Evelyn, thank you for that great question, and I appreciate the call, and thank you for listening to us in the uh, Buckeye State. So, all right, 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Meanwhile, as as bad as Letitia James is, this is the judge who is, by the way, a far leftist. This is a guy that's got to run for election. This guy's a far leftist, and get this. And this is what's fascinating about this guy. He is a card-carrying member of the ACLU, so you kind of know where he's coming from. Cut number uh, seven. Now, I'm going to say something controversial, even though I'm being taped. Juries get it wrong a lot. That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials, personal injury cases, contract disputes. But I've had situations where, like, oh, my, my heaven's sake, how could they have thought that? Well, I have, a, um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. And, all right, am I following the law or am I making law? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following law, I'm, I'm an impartial referee, but it's hard to factor out my own emotions. And I have tools. Somebody can say, well, Your Honor, you have to throw out this case because it's just like another case. 
well, is it just like another case? What if the defendant was wearing a red sweater instead of a blue sweater? Oh, and, and by the way, I worked for the Columbia Daily Spectator for a couple of weeks. What happened was I went there every day and I wrote a few stories. One I got criticized on because I wrote that some uh, Ku Klux Klaners had murdered some people and then I was told, you can't say that. How do we know? You weren't there. Well, that was what everybody thought. Anyway, yeah, we should have absolute immunity. What if we defame somebody? Um, that's how it usually comes out. Okay, Very enough of this awesome. guy. Oh, my gosh. So here's this was the nugget. You, he said it was hard to factor out emotions. This is the judge. The judge in the case, ladies. The judge. Perry Mason and Matlock are rolling over in their graves right now. So this is this is what poor Trump is having to deal with. But this is what the weaponization of the judiciary looks like in in practice in, in real time, just so you know. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina. Betty, uh, Betty, what can I do for you today? Well, the Freedom, the freedom Caucus is Kip Roy, Marilyn Taylor Green, Andy Biggs, and Steve Scalise. Now, at the time, that McCarthy went through 15, I think it was close to 15 people. Andy Biggs was the one to say he wanted the speakership. I, I've never been in favor of McCarthy, and, you know, this is all blowing up now. So I just wonder, we have not heard from these. Oh, I have four of them down here. Why we haven't heard from any one of them. Well, a lot Either of them may not. be keeping their powder dry, Betty. And, you know, they don't want to get... They don't want to get cornered. You know, they come out right away and say, well, this is where I'm going. You know, they're going to get clobbered by the other side. So they could be holding their powder. I don't know if they were real men and, and women, they would speak up, you know, and stand behind Gates. Yeah, did, did Gates MTG, is going to do this. Yeah, I think MTG got kicked out of the Freedom Caucus. Um, so I'll check on I that. Don't. I'll check on that. I think there was some bad. Oh, yeah, she was. She was officially kicked out of the Freedom Caucus. I wonder what she did. I, didn't, I don't know what she did. And I, I mean, I listen to Newsmax from uh, five on. I, I haven't heard it. That surprises me. Well, here but we. Andy Biggs, Andy Biggs is the one that wanted to be speaker. Yes. And so we are we're monitoring Andy's uh, Congressman Biggs's Twitter feed uh, to see what he's going to be doing. Um, as well as others, so we'll keep you updated um, when all of that breaks, Betty. What do you want to? What do you want him to do here? Is it time for McCarthy to get the heave ho? Yeah, hopefully Biggs will come in. So Andy Biggs is your guy. Either he or Chip Roy. Chip is he's um, uh, he's a character, but uh, he has a lot to say, and I don't know if he's too controversial or not. Mm. Andy right. Biggs, I think. It's- is a little uh, softer, but he gets his point across. Well, no doubt about that. All right, Betty, we've got a skedaddle here. I'm super late for a break, but thank you for listening to WHKP, great radio station in uh, Hendersonville. And by the way, that, that radio station has a connection to Ronald Reagan. I'll have to tell you about that one of these days. All right, we've got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844 844- 747-8868, a radiothon underway this month. We are raising money for Alliance Defending Freedom, one of the nation's top religious liberty law firms and ministries, and they need our help. So go to toddstarns.com and click on the 
a champion for freedom banner that's champion for freedom banner and you'll be able to give them a helping hand we'll be right back folks Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Very happy to have you with us today. And again, we are monitoring breaking news with our partners on Newsmax TV right now, uh, waiting for that vote to come down. Uh, We do understand from uh, Newsmax now reporting that uh, Speaker McCarthy will challenge the motion to vacate. So um, we will uh, be keeping you updated there. Also, if you want to weigh in on the conversation, just give us a call. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. All right, I have a question for all of you folks in Maine listening to us on WLOB, our massive affiliate there. And uh, there is a huge controversy involving um, track and field. And uh, the story is in, uh, is about a, a sophomore high school student at the Waldorf School in Freeport who competed in the 5K last season as a freshman male, and this kid has now transitioned. But the transition is he now says that he is a girl. And the problem is that he's winning all of these races, and it's causing a lot of controversy in the state of Maine, which I think is a good thing. You know, a lot of people don't realize that Maine is a, a very conservative state by and large. And I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts on this. If you believe that girls should be, or that rather boys should be running with girls in these races. According to OutKick, the transgender winner was the recent, um, the transgender runner rather, was among the best in Maine after switching to the female division. So here's how it worked. When he was a boy, this kid was ranked 172nd. That's unbelievable. As a sophomore, he is now running in the girls' division, and now all of a sudden he is ranked number four in the state, and he is dominating. And by the way, this dude looks like a dude. This dude has not transitioned. He's a dude. The young man, I'm not going to name his name. And that's, I know I get a lot of grief over that, but look, here's the deal. These are kids. I blame the parents and I blame the schools and the policies, but it's not the kid's fault. Anyway, the kid, um, he he finished in the cross-country meet. Uh, when he was a freshman, he was in 14th place. But now he has finished runner-up when he's running with the girls, and he finished in first place. Wait, the dude got beat by a girl? Oh, that's embarrassing. So at what point do you draw the line? Moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, at what point do you say, you know what? No, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. We're not going to let our girls be humiliated or embarrassed like that. One high school track mom spoke out to OutKick. I'm going to read this off of their uh, website here. Men are simply stronger, faster, and larger than their female counterparts. This is all true, by the way. To compare the top-ranked female high school runner in all of New England would only be ranked 47th among high school boys in Maine. This boy ranks 172nd among Maine boys, but number four among Maine girls. Well, you go Maine girls. So we're going to be taking your calls on this. We've got Ben in Maine, Greg in Oregon, 
844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show, and we are monitoring uh, Fox News's live feed now, um, and we will keep you updated uh, on the developments coming out of um, out of Washington D.C. McCarthy says if there's a challenge, he will take that fight, and we could very well see that happen uh, soon. Uh, so anyway, um, keep it uh, keep your radio on. And uh, we're going to keep monitoring Fox. We'll let you know what's going on there. All right, let's go to Salem, Oregon. Greg, listening to us on KYKN Radio. Greg, what's on your mind? Well, I first of all, I agree with um, everything that you've said so far. But in uh, in my own way, I think maybe uh, there's a little bit too much needless worrying about the outcome of this because the way I look at all of this, that we're viewing is, it's simple. You judge these politicians by their actions, not their words. And uh, McCarthy and these uh, rhino Republicans are all gutless failures. If, if you're a liar and you, and you don't keep your word, what's the point of keeping the status quo? And um, maybe this has to happen to make these gutless failures stand up and fight. So I actually think uh, the plan uh, after you remove uh, McCarthy is to wake a bunch of these Republicans up and maybe um, you'll see that they need to stand together and fight. Otherwise, there's no point because as it is, we, we won't be losing anything because we don't have anything now. Yeah, look, I think those are great points you raised, Greg. And, and I think the, the folks there in Salem, you guys are a smart bunch. And I think we uh, we understand that these politicians they're done. I mean, we we're done. How many how many more times are they going to promise this stuff and then turn around and then they just uh, say, well, you know, we really didn't mean it, or well, we had to work out a deal with the Democrats, or my favorite, well, we we only have a a five person majority, so we just need more more of us. And the problem with that, Greg, is when they get more of them. They don't even they don't even live up to those promises, right? And and, and so that's kind of that's kind of my point. So yeah. really, uh, there's nothing to really uh, worry about because we're not losing anything because we already don't have anything. And so maybe it has to get this bad to um, to wake up a bunch of these other um, I call them greasy grass because they sway with the wind. They just want to be on the side that's popular. They just want to go along to get along. Yeah. So. Maybe they they need to be slapped so hard, and there needs to be such disarray that it's going to make them stand up and fight. Because as it is, they're not doing anything anyway, and we've already lost. Yeah, no, you're you're a thousand percent correct there, Greg. Appreciate you calling in, and we'll see how all this plays out. Again, our number is eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. We're monitoring a Fox and uh, Dylan. Just holler if they if they've got a vote coming in. And uh, we'll let folks, uh, we'll let you know about that. By the way, tomorrow, during the, the during the show, so this is sort of weird, um, we're going to have some sort of a nationwide national emergency alert. Have you heard about this? So FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, is conducting a test of the wireless emergency alert system. That means every radio station, 
every TV station, every cell phone in America. It doesn't matter if you have a an Android, if you have the the iPhone. It does it doesn't matter. You're going to get this uh, broadcast alert. Uh, we also understand cell towers will broadcast the alert for 30 minutes, and you may receive the text message anytime during those 30 minutes. And it doesn't matter if you're signed. It doesn't matter if you're signed up or not. Uh, you're not. You're going to get the alert. It doesn't matter. You, your phone can be on silent. It's going to go off. Does that creep anybody else out that the federal government can just click a switch and boom, they're sending you text messages? Isn't that weird? I, it's just weird. By the way, the rumblings are that Russia is actually trying their system out today. So, what do you think that's all? Do you think that's a coincidence? especially with all the moves right now in Ukraine. Very, very strange. All right, I want to go back to the phone lines here. Again, this story out of Maine where a young man is now running with the girls and he's beating the girls, causing a lot of controversy. Let's go to Portland, Maine. Scott listening to us on WLOB. Hi, Scott. What's going on? Thanks for the uh, thanks for the plug. Thanks for bringing up that story. You know, it's really interesting, and God bless you and all your listeners and what you do every day. You, as a national news source, is bringing up this story, but nowhere in Maine has anybody touched this story. Is that right? Feel free to look. Feel free to Google. However you get your your internet searches, there is no mainstream media up here in the state of Maine touching it. We've had a couple of independent folks on their own, but no mainstream media will touch it. And why is that? Why do you think? Well, you know, you know why that's uh, Scott. I mean, you can't, you can't talk about the transgender issue. I know I, I live 15 minutes from there. I am currently fighting. I actually had a couple stories done on myself that went viral nationwide because I'm pushing back on my own school board issues about LGBT books like gender queer being taught to our kids. And, and I chose to blow up a, a page from the book, page number 171, where it shows two young adolescent lesbians engaging in oral sex with a strap-on, brought it to the school board, asked questions, it went viral. And then I brought it to the town council, and they told me to put it down. That's not appropriate Mm. for adults to see, but it's okay for our children to see. Well, that's the the thing here, Scott. And, And But what gets me is the girls. And, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of conservative talk radio hosts are using terms like biological girls, biological boys. No, sir. They're boys and they're girls. I mean, that, it really is that simple. Boys and girls. So, um, so Scott, appreciate you calling in. And, we, yeah, we are going to be watching this. And uh, we're going to keep tabs on it. We'll let you know how things go. If you hear anything, give us a call back. Let's go to Sean listening to us in Maine. Hi, Sean. You are on the air. What's going on? Hey, Todd. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Good. Uh, I appreciate I, my understanding is a friend of mine called me, uh, texted me and said, you folks were talking about the uh, transgender cross country runner in Maine. That's right. Now, are you the reporter who broke the story? Yes, sir. Wow. All right. So, so what's going down here? We just heard from somebody who said there was no local coverage of it. <laughs> well, there is no local coverage. Um, I run a Facebook page called Maine Source of Truth, spelled like the state, and I do a podcast. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have Riley Gaines the Kentucky ex-swimmer who uh, called out uh, William Thomas for his just nonsensical swimming uh, accolades. But uh, basically, Todd, what's happened is I had a mother reach out to me with this situation, a concerned mother, 
and uh, we were able to do some homework. I launched it, I think, on Thursday, and now it's global. <laughs> so Turkey, uh, Poland, the UK, uh, Australia has picked it up. And unfortunately, this is, this is trans misogyny in action that we're seeing here. We're seeing a confused young man, uh, the product of two super liberal woke parents, who have told this boy that all he has to do is braid his hair and walk over to the girls group and run with them. And he's, he's not a very good runner uh, because he would have finished, I think, 162nd in the boys group, but he finished fifth with the girls and actually took home the uh, best sophomore runner trophy. Wow, th- this is insane. Um, and, and I'm curious, Sean, what's been the reaction, uh, again, from the, the parents because I have to suspect a lot of moms and dads around the state are probably upset about some, something like this. Yeah, Todd, I think, I think it's, uh, there's twofold here. One, I still believe after me doing this for three and a half years, having my story and a number of stories go global, that nine out of ten parents in Maine have no idea what we're talking about. And I also believe that the parents who know what we're talking about are concerned for being canceled. So they're concerned to speak up. Uh, I think you just heard uh, Scott Jordan a minute ago, uh, you know, brave parent from Cumberland who happened to find me from a lawn sign that I was uh, basically breaking down the superintendent there in the school. But you don't have many Scott Jordans out there. You have a lot of very weak, liberalized sort of sheep that are running around with their heads down. And what I am finding to answer your question is, there is kind of a split. So this went uh, pretty viral on Twitter, had over a million views on Twitter. And the, the discussion points are, one, the girls' runners should just boycott the whole event. They should stop running. And I disagree with that completely. Girls shouldn't have to be dealing with this nonsense that they we're dealing with. The parents need to step up. We need some strong mm-hmm. fathers and some just emotionally uh, cracking uh, women, uh, mothers, mama bears out there, to put these people in their place because this is only going to get worse. This one kid who, again, was 162nd on the boys' side and fifth on the girls' side, all he has to do is braid his hair and walk over. This guy has physical advantages of an increased heart, increased lung capacity, muscle density fibers. Um, the whole thing is insane because we have a group of woke white women up here running this state like Janet Mills, the worst governor Maine has ever seen. And we start breaking down all of the school horrors. We could talk for hours. So I just wanted to jump in, make the connection, answer any questions you have. And I would love to talk to you more in detail and do a segment at some point about just, you know, the reality of the situation is it's horrible. It's it's way worse than you can ever consider. Where can people go if they want to read uh, your reporting on this? Where where do you want to direct them? Yeah, probably the best place is at Sean McBriarty on Twitter. um, And uh, you can search for Main Source of Truth. But uh, last name spelling is M-C-B-R-E-A-I-R-T-Y. So there's a lot of vowels in there, but it's E-R in the middle. And uh, and then um, I, right, well, I'm going to continue to update this yeah, story. Yeah, all right. Appreciate it, Sean. Yeah, sorry about that. We've got some breaking news here. We've got a skedaddle. But again, folks, uh, we'll post a link to that over on our live show blog. And appreciate all of the, the great intel and info. We're going to stay on this story. Um, I want to give you a quick update here. So now we have 10 GOP votes against tabling the vote. So we're going through a series of votes right now. And this was a vote to table the vote. That failed. Uh, Here are the Republicans who voted against it. And that doesn't mean these people are going to vote to vacate the chair. I think some of these folks um, are wanting to just get this over with and let's just be done with it. Uh, You had Biggs, Bishop, Buck, Davidson. So a couple of you uh, North Carolina lawmakers there. 
uh, Crane, Good, Gates, and Burchett. Those are the uh, the ten votes against uh, tabling. There may be a few, a couple more that I didn't get to. All right, we've got to take a break. Again, we are following the breaking news developments uh, there on Capitol Hill where the motion to vacate is about to happen. We will bring those numbers to you live. Your calls as well, 844-747-8868. This other story we've, we've been following out of Maine. Moms, dads, do you have a problem with boys competing against your daughters? Because that's what's happening. And we just heard from the reporter who originally broke the story. And it's shocking because he is well, he's absolutely right. This is just shocking. This is a young man who simply braided his hair. And he looks just like a boy, acts like a boy, has the muscle development of a boy, and he is beating the girls. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, buckle up. Uh, here we go. It is going to be a wild afternoon. You're you're going to want to keep your radio set and turned up. Do not leave uh, because this is going to get wild. So we can now confirm that McCarthy's effort to block the motion to vacate has failed. So uh, the uh, final vote, uh, you had a bunch of Republicans uh, that were um, that that voted no. Now that doesn't mean that the Republicans. Are um, are going to vote to vacate? I'm just telling you what the uh, numbers are now, and I'm trying to pull that information up so I can. Uh, there we go. So uh, you had 11 Republicans voting no, and you had two that were not voting. So 13 Republicans. Uh, those are the renegades, and then you had all the all the Democrats voted no, and you've got five no votes among the Democrats as well. All right. So the next effort here, we should be having the discussion and uh, the vote. We're going to keep you updated throughout uh, this hour of the program. Um, And uh, just again, be sure to listen to your local talk radio station. They'll keep you updated on uh, all of those latest developments as well. All right, where is that story? I wanted to share a good story with you. And this uh, comes from, of all places, Huntington, West Virginia. And uh, many of you know that... um, Huntington is the home of Marshall University. You've seen the movie, We Are Marshall, um, very inspirational film. Well, uh, they're having a, a big problem with crime in Huntington, West Virginia, and it is a problem we are facing everywhere around the country. So there's a lady named Karen Collinsworth. Mrs. Collinsworth runs the Starbucks on the campus of Marshall University, and she's been there for a number of years. She's in her uh, mid-60s. And uh, she's known among the student body there as more of a mom than a barista. So you you probably have somebody like that that you know uh, back in your college days. So anyway, uh, the other day, somebody breaks into her car, and they stole the catalytic converter. And a bunch of other stuff caused all sorts of damage. Uh, Long story short, there's there's no way, no way for her to get to work. Now, I'm going to put a pause on that for just a moment. Let's go, if we could, Dylan, let's go to the floor of the house right now. And let's take a listen into what's happening. What's the difference between failed responsibilities 1.586 and the limit save grow 1.471? I reluctantly agreed to do that, to go to 1.526 right, in order Bob to pass Good our bills of Virginia. the Senate. We then essentially forced the speaker with the pressure of the calendar, the debt ceiling, or excuse me, the, the shutdown threat of the calendar, to bring those four bills to the floor last week, 
all of which I voted for, despite some of them not cutting the levels we'd agreed to and other concerns I had with the bills. I reluctantly voted for the 30-day conditional CR, or continuing resolution, because it cut an additional $10 billion in the month of October, going back to the pre-COVID 1.471 levels for defense. um, We're going to jump back in. Again, uh, Bob Good there making the case. Sounds like he is going to be a a vacate vote. I would not be surprised if that happened. So we'll keep you updated there. I've got to finish the story. My apologies. Did not mean to interrupt myself. So anyway, the poor lady, Karen Collinsworth, in her mid-60s, no car, no way to get to work. So her colleagues concocted this secret plan. And so they said, you know what, we gotta, we got to do something to help, help this lady. So they start raising money. And they go out and ask university kids, hey, can you help us out here? We need to try to raise some money to help get, get her a used car or something. And so these kids, and we're talking broke college kids, and you got five bucks as a college kid. You're going down to McDonald's or someplace, right? Well, um, the kids were donating like $5, $10, $20. University president drops by and plops in a check for $5,000. Uh, this is how beloved this lady is. So anyway, they've been tallying up the money. They've raised more than $40,000, and they surprise this woman with this with this money. And she's just incredibly overwhelmed, and it's just a great moment where you have this display of kindness and generosity. And many of you know I am not a Starbucks drinker. I just do not like the taste of their coffee. I know their politics are woke, but it sounds like even in places like Huntington, West Virginia, it got good people working at, at the Starbucks, and uh, not so much a, a, a bitter episode as it is a blessing. So uh, well done to the students well done to the faculty and the staff and the administration there at Marshall University. You guys are great American patriots, and we really appreciate um, appreciate what you guys did. We need more good news like that in America. All right, folks, uh, again, don't forget, head over to ToddStarns.com and join us as uh, we kick off our big radiothon. We're raising money for Alliance Defending Freedom, and they need your help. I'm asking 20 people, 20 people in this audience Go over, sign up for that $19 a month donation, and let's make America great again. All right, folks, have a good one. Be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.